What is up, guys? Welcome back to another Beyond the Chair podcast. And if you're a fat barber, your goose is cooked. Yeah. Your internal temperature is getting close to done. Because in today's episode, we're going to talk about why your health is so important as a barber. Now, for some of you out there, you're like, ooh, man, he's not going to talk about money anymore. Ooh, good, I'm broke. So no more of this money talk. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. There will not be a departure from money because your health plays a lot to your income, to your money. And yeah, this does relate to your money. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff and more in this podcast. So I've had some moments here, here recently over the last, I would say, what are we in March, three to four months. Nothing that is mind blowing to me now, but mainly these things I knew before. And of course, there's a saying from one of my favorite rappers out there. He says, it's often easier for someone to give advice than it is for the for a person to run one's own life. That saying is so true. And by the way, the rapper's Gangstar, rest in peace to him. Shout out to Guru and Premier, all right? And I think the song is You Know My Steez, where he said that. But that saying is so true. It's often easy for one to give advice than it is for a person to run one's own life. Now, me personally, I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to fitness, health, and stuff. If you guys didn't know, I guess for the newer podcast listeners, you know, for all you guys on the audio platform, you probably know some of the stuff that I'm going to tell you guys right now. But for those of you that don't know, I've been involved in something athletic pretty much my most of my life, like a, a good majority of my life. Grew up playing baseball. Then I started skating uh, once I got out of baseball. Then I joined the military, which... I'm going to be real. You don't really have to be active in the military. There's a lot of fat, lazy people in the military. I'm just going to be real with you. But was active in the military. Did a lot of different things. You know, like playing football, basketball, uh, what else? Tennis, other things. And then I went on to become a professional MMA fighter. So I was doing that for a while. Uh, of course, staying in shape all the while and doing triathlons and things like that. So for the majority, like I say, the majority of my life, I've been active. I moved to Texas here about five years ago. And this portion of my life, these last five years, have been the most I've been inactive in my entire life. I had to really think about this. Like, man, have I ever really been this inactive? I have not been this inactive in my entire life since moving here to Texas. Now, of course, there were times where I would do a workout here or there, maybe just put on a little bit of weight, try to get back on track or just try to get in the groove. And I can never find my stride. I can never hit the rhythm. And it can be hard. Now, when what? how does that apply to barbering? Here it goes. So there was a, a picture floating around. Not sure if you've seen it. It's a picture of a barber coming out of barber college and he's all like slim and fit. Then there's like five to 10 year, it's a side-by-side -side picture, five to 10 year picture of this barber in the industry. And he has the, the beer belly and he's like fat and looks slovenly. And it is so true because if you go just to about 
any barbershop, you're going to see a fat barber. You're going to see a barber with a, with a belly. And it's sad. Sometimes there may be more than one, but this is sad because your health is your wealth. If you don't have the health to produce income, where are you going to have the wealth? Because let's say you do have the wealth, but you don't have the health. You're going to have to spend your wealth trying to keep yourself afloat. You're trying to keep yourself healthy. And who wants to do that? Especially once you get to a point of either financial freedom, a point where you're pretty comfortable in life, or maybe you're in that enjoyment stage of wealth where you're like, ooh, I've worked really hard for this. Time for me to enjoy. No one wants to be on meds. No one wants to be bedridden in a wheelchair, having you know to do certain things in order for you to do whatever you like to do. And as a person who, again, having, have been involved in many athletic endeavors throughout my life, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to be the first one to tell you if you haven't told yourself, being injured does not suck. Or not, I'm sorry. Sucks. Being injured is not fun. It sucks. And I've been, inj- I've been injured on numerous occasions. My last three years of fighting where I was trying to get back into the cage, I dealt with a litany of ish, uh, injuries. Injury after injury after injury. And this went on for three years. Injury after injury after injury. Just It was always something. Sometimes it was the same injury. But most of the time, it was just something new, whether it was a knee issue, a back issue, a broken rib issue, a foot issue. It was always something. And I was just saying to myself, man, maybe I'm just breaking down. And enough was enough because you could only do that stuff for so long. Now, when it comes to barbering, you have to stay active. You have to stay moving because, look, if you look at a body of water, there's a part where the water is flowing. If the water just say stays stagnant, bacteria is going to grow. The water is going to become unhealthy. And it's the same thing with you and your body. You got to stay moving. And I know this stuff, but again, goes back to Gangstar saying it's often easier for one to give advice than it is for a person to run one's own life. So I have my moments where I'll fall off the horse and get back. But here's the difference between the Texas me and the Florida or really just me of the past, I could fall off the horse for three, six months and boom, get right back. But there's a big difference when you have years, you have compounding of inactivity. And that's what happened to me here in Texas. I've had years of inactivity where I would go a year without doing anything, well over a year without doing anything. Maybe I'll just do something for a few months, but then I'll go back to being inactive. The main difference there, what I found was and by the way, I'm 41 now. The main thing what I found there was it's a little bit harder to get back in the groove. When you take that much time off, it really does affect the body. Now, me growing up, or especially, we'll just talk about the, the me, the fighting me. Because when I was fighting MMA, I was in elite shape. And I don't mean, you know, people say, oh, I'm in good shape. I can do this. No, no. I was in elite shape, elite shape. Let me give you an example. I can go out there and spar 10 rounds, whatever, boxing, right? I could, I could spar five rounds, MMA or more, no problem. I could go run five to 10 miles if I wanted to. 
I could go swim a mile, no problem. I could bike 50 to 100 miles, no problem. And I was pretty strong in the weight room. So all that being said, I was in elite shape. I was in really good shape. Now, me taking a couple months off back in those days and then coming back, no big deal because there's no diminishing returns. I'm only out for a few months. My muscle fibers, they're, they're going to bounce right back, right back quickly. Boom, boom. Just do a few workouts. May feel off a little bit, but all it takes is like two or three workouts. I'm like, ooh, I'm back. When you take years off, and especially the older you get, smash the like button, guys, if you're in the building. Smash the like button. The more time you take off, the older you get, the harder it will be to come back. And I'm understanding that right. I knew that before. So I'm not ignorant to that fact. I knew it. But again, sometimes the people don't believe fat meat is greasy because in this scenario, I'm feeling it because I recently have been getting back in shape, I think at the start of maybe December or January, can't really remember, but smash the like button uh, if you're feeling the content. So getting back in shape, I was literally like starting from square one and this was horrible, horrible feeling. And square one is different if I'm only two weeks removed or two months removed from being in elite shape versus years of inactivity, years of being, you know, lying here dormant and trying to kick the machine. When you do that, guys, you're prone to injury and other health scares. So you got to be very careful coming back. And you know how they say, when you see some of those commercials of try this workout program or try this gym equipment, whatever, but then they hit you with this disclaimer, consult with your physician before da 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 Exactly. So you need to sometimes consult because here's one thing when you get really out of shape, guys, you have to establish a baseline. You have to establish a base for yourself before you start going into strenuous exercises, especially if you're used to doing these types of exercises before. You can't just jump right in. Prone to injury is going to happen to you. I can pretty much guarantee it. if you do it long enough and you keep you know, having long droughts of inactivity and try and bounce back 100% to what you were doing before, you're going to be prone to injury. So you have to establish a baseline of something. You have to get your core strong. You have to get your legs strong first before you can start doing these other exercises. You have to get other stabilizing muscles in a proper manner before you can start doing any of these other crazy exercises. Okay. Now, of course, guys, everyone's workout plan is a bit different than others. Some people prefer to just run. Some people prefer to just lift heavy weights. Some people prefer maybe you want to play tennis, basketball, swimming, like whatever your thing is. Do things that, one, help you in whatever area you're doing, whether it's whatever sport or activity, but also do the complementary exercises that can also help you with that. We'll just talk about running. So most people who run, they just run like, oh, I'm just running. And oh, I ran faster next week. And oh, next month I was running even faster. And then oh, and the, you have to do other exercises that complement your running. A lot of people don't realize with running, your core and your abs play a big part in running because that's going to keep you in the run longer, having a strong core and strong abs. That's going to keep you 
in the in the race or I used to race, but anyway, it's going to keep you in there longer. Having strong legs, so you need to do those lunges, squats. You need to do these types of exercises, which you probably wouldn't think like, oh, why would I do that? Why would I want to be working out my legs when I'm running? I want to get bigger. There are certain exercises for that, but these exercises help complement running because you are using your legs while you're running. And you having stronger legs will help, especially if you have inclines, you have headwinds coming your way. If you have strong legs, you'll be able to push through that. And trust me, I know that because, you know, doing triathlons and just running for many, many years, I've learned the importance of having strong abs in the core and having strong legs definitely helps you with your running, especially in those in those points where you may know you in the past, like, man, I struggle with this part of whatever. You do that, you'll be able to push through a lot easier. Now, all, how does this stuff all play into barbering? You can't cut hair if you aren't alive. You can't cut hair in a hospital bed. You, okay, let me be clear. You can cut hair in a wheelchair. I've seen people do it, okay? But who wants to do it when you're fully capable of use, of standing on your feet? Who would want to do that? Who? I don't think anyone would be like, hey, hey, sign me up. I want to cut hair in a wheelchair. No, no, no able-bodied person would sign up for that. So your health is so important as a barber because if you're, we'll, we'll get into injuries here in a second, but we're just talking about health. A lot of you, sorry, I got to talk about the money. If you're out, how are you going to sustain yourself? And a lot of barbers are broke. A lot of barbers aren't handling their lives personally. And hey, uh, that's where I come to play. I do it finances and coaching, mentoring, coaching, planning. Hit me up on Instagram. I do a barber. This is where I can help you get a plan together and get you on track. Personal responsibility, things like this. This is all stuff we talk about in the mentoring and coaching sessions. So if you want to holler at me, I do a barber uh, on Instagram. So all these things, it's not fun. You know, having some health incident take you out of the barbershop. Now, let me rewind the clock for uh, for you guys. Tw- uh, November 2019, I had to go to the ER. I woke up one morning, had a hard time breathing. I was like, hmm, if this doesn't go away when I, uh, after I take my kids to school, I'm going to have to go to the ER. Didn't go away. Went to the ER. Uh, they did EKGs, blood work, x-rays. Uh, check to see if I had a heart attack stroke. Um, they, they forget. They ran some other tests. And I had inflammation in my lungs. And boy, oh boy. Some, like I say, some people don't believe fat meat is greasy. They got to sniff the Coke for themselves to make sure that it's real. So a lot of people don't want to listen unless it happens to them. I'm trying to help you guys become wise. Listen to me and listen to me well. You do not want to end up like this. It is not fun. Now, being here in Texas, this is the most out of shape I've ever been in my life. Like I said earlier, I've never had this long of a period where I've been inactive in my life. And it, it's quite crazy to think where I was before and where I am now. The fall from grace has been tremendous. So tremendous, in fact, that I was doing some uh, calisthenics and I was doing 20 push-up sets and I was struggling to do 20 push-up sets. Not the first one. The first one was like, ooh, it's kind of tough. 
but trying to do like two, three, four sets, I was struggling to complete the 20. And I just said to myself, wow, this is a radical departure from five, six years ago, or just whenever I was trying to get in shape, uh, what was that, last year at one point, I was, I was uh, getting back in shape. And I'm just like, wow, I've never been this weak in my entire life. Never. And I could barely run a mile. It was a struggle. I couldn't even jump rope for two minutes straight. I couldn't do it. Um, couldn't even do 10 pull-ups. I think I could do like five at the time. I've usually always had a strong back, even like as a child, I always just had a strong back. But I, I, what's crazy is I know some guys can't even do one pull-up, which is very, it's, it's pretty sad. Pretty damn sad. Uh, I remember back in the day, I was doing 20 pull-up sets. And again, radical departure from my peak. But let's talk about the whole jumping rope thing. So when I was fighting MMA, I would go do boxing training. And as a part of the warm-up, what I would do is I would do 10 to 15 minutes straight of jump rope. No issues whatsoever. Totally easy. Just like I say, now I could barely do two minutes of jump rope. It's a struggle. And I mean, it's, it's a struggle. It's an arduous journey to try to complete two minutes of jump rope. Now, why is that? Now, I've been dealing with an issue over the last, I would say, four years. Yeah, four years at this point. Now, it all started one run that I had. And I remember I was going to Florida the next day. And I was running. I was towards the end of my run. I was in the last half mile. I think I, I, think I was doing maybe three or five miles this day. And again, I was in the last half mile of the run on my way home. And my calves start tightening up. And I was like, hmm. I was just like, oh, it's kind of weird. I was like, is this a cramp or never happened to me in my life. And I just was like, mm, okay, I made it home and I was limping the rest of the day. Next day I was fine. But I was thinking, hmm, maybe I'm just dehydrated. I don't know. Shout out to everyone that's out there. Alex E, AAC 480 Hamza, shout out to you guys. And I was saying to myself, man, maybe I was dehydrated. I was like, I don't know. Ignored it. Months later, the same issue plagued me again. But this time it was a little bit different. Not only did it plague my right leg, it also plagued my left. So I'm running again on my way back home. So at the end of the run, it started tightening up. I felt it coming on. I was like, ooh. I slowed down and I was like, okay, I walked and I started again. And it was like, boom, gotcha. It was like, gotcha. You thought you, thought you were going to get away, but gotcha. And I was like, ah. Oh. So I stopped again, but I was determined to finish the run because I was like, damn it, I'm in the last half mile. So I decided to start running again. And guess what? It hit the left leg. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just, it's like a sniper. You know, you see those war movies with a sniper. He's, he's on the perch and he's just waiting. He's like, yeah, got you, bitch. Yeah, just make that move. Pop, got your ass. And then he, he took out one of your legs and then you're like, you're 20 feet from from your safe zone and you're like, uh, you're like crawling to get there. And then he's like, uh, let me take out the other leg. That's what happened to me on that run. And I was like thinking to myself, man, this has happened to me before. I remember this. So then I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's just cramps. Maybe, you know, again, I'm at the end of the run. So I'm thinking maybe 
it's a dehydration issue because a lot of times I don't bring water with me, especially like on a three, most five mile runs, I don't bring water with me. So I was like, maybe this is it. Then it happened again, but this time it was different. On the way to the park from my house, it's a half mile. On the way there, my calves tightened up. Again, at that moment, I don't know what happened. I was like, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Now, after this has happened, these three separate times, now these happened over a span of time, the first three. Fast forward many years later, I'm out playing basketball and my calves tightened up. It's the same feel that I had when I was running. And I was like, what the hell? But each time that it happened, it took even longer to recover from it. So the pain would last until the next day. I would have lingering effects maybe a few days down the road. Then there was one time where this was, I think, in November last year. I was going to play basketball. I had played there before. Fine. Played three full court games. Just fine. Was I tired? Yes, because I'm out of shape. But. And during the warm-up, I'm, you know, shooting off the dribble, just doing it in the warm-up. And as I take that step back, I plant and my calf, I pulled it. This, this is worse than I had ever had this happen to me before. And this lasted for weeks. So it wasn't a one or two day thing. No, this happened. This lasted for weeks. And my calf was messed up for a long time from this. And what's crazy about it. The move that I make wasn't that explosive. It was very easy. Again, I'm doing a warm-up. So I was, I was like, this is a cause for concern because this issue is starting to plague me. And, of course, as I try to come back, I will pull it again, pull it again. And it's always this right leg. The left leg, not so bad, but the right leg. So I would try to take a little bit of time off and then go back to play, but it would always tighten up. And this is over the last three months it's been pulled like four times, five times. And I was saying to myself, this is crazy. I have to do some research on this. So I found a physiologist that was talking about calf issues and why do people suffer calf strains or pulls constantly like me, which I was suffering this constantly and smash the like button guys. If you're in the building, so I'm saying to myself, okay, let me listen to this video. And basically it all boiled down to my calves are weak. And it makes total sense because what he said was people that normally suffer from this are people who are either very inactive or try, who were active, went through a drought of inactivity and tried to come back and do the same thing as they did before, which is what I was doing. And Again, it just all boils down to the calf being weak. Now, I also learned something else. I actually learned a lot of stuff uh, listening to this physiologist because I only thought there were two calf muscles. You know, if you you know stand up on your toes and look at your calves, especially if you have the muscular definition in your calves, you can see those two separate like calves just like poked out. I thought there were only two calf muscles. No, no, no. There's actually three. So there's a two that you can see on the outside. But then there's a calf muscle underneath those two that runs closer to the bone. And he was saying that this is the part that is pulling or straining. 
and it's hard to recover from because that calf muscle is buried under two other muscles. So even just trying to massage it yourself or just rub it out, it's hard to get that deep into that muscle. So then I started listening to some physical therapists talk about ways to help strengthen the calf muscle from this uh, injury. And I started doing exercises. I started working on my calves uh, a couple days a week. I would do uh, calf workouts and do specific exercises that could help strengthen this muscle underneath. And I, w I did this for about two to three weeks. Um, I took time off. I did absolutely nothing during that time. I didn't do any running, no basketball, nothing. I just w worked on strengthening my calves and other, I did other exercises like calisthenics and stuff like that. So fast, let's fast forward this to more recent times, which is maybe a week ago or no, not, no, actually this Sunday. <laughs> wow. So this Sunday, so this Sunday was, was it this Sunday? I think it was this Sunday was the first time I went out and played basketball since I took the time out to actually strengthen my calves, take time, you know, really strengthen my calves back up. Went out, I shot around. And a lot of times when my calf was strained, it would be during a shoot around. So when I'm doing a lot of jumpers and I'm, you know, shooting, using a lot of this motion and I had no issues with my calf this past Sunday. And I even played a pickup game, had no issues with my calf this Sunday. So I'm like, wow, kudos. The next day, that Monday, I went out and I went running at the park with the wifey, went running, had no issues. Uh, what's today? Today's what, Tuesday? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't go running with the wifey yesterday. I went running by myself yesterday and I ran at this particular park. I ran six laps and I ran some hills after I ran. No issues whatsoever. Typically, there would be tightness. There would be some issue in my calf. Didn't have this issue. But, and it goes back to the research that I did. Listen to the physiologist, listen to the physical therapist, took their advice and did the exercises. And now I seem to be better. Look, anything can happen, right? Yeah. Um, but again, this goes back to your health, guys. It's so important because as a barber, you're just standing in one spot, you're standing in a little confined space there. As a barber, you know, in barber college, if you were trained properly, you were trained to stand in one position, one or two positions. And I'm no exception. I was trained to stand in one position and cut hair. And I pretty much do. I stand in one position to cut hair and being a barber. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to say like, Oh, I'm on my feet all day. No, there's a big difference between you being a barber on your feet or you're someone who does construction and is on his feet. You being a barber on your feet Versus someone who's working like in a retail store on your feet, you know, because you're moving around a lot more. And being a barber, you're just standing in one spot. And I've noticed even in the barbershop, by standing in that one spot so long, your body gets stiff. So when I'm cutting hair, I'll drop stuff from time to time and you go pick it up. And when I go to pick something up, I feel my hamstrings tight. I feel like, oh, man, I'm just like really tight just from standing in this one position. It's very important to stretch out, guys. I'm going to tell you in the morning, if you can, if you have the time, it's a really good idea for you to stretch out, take a good 15 minutes and just stretch. If you can loosen your body up, it really does help a lot. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm guilty of not doing it myself. Uh, there was one time I, I was doing it more, but I've gotten a little bit out of it, but it's a really good thing to do. But again, 
you need to have all these muscles fire, firing because again, standing on your feet all day, yeah, it may sound good like, oh, I'm on my feet all day, but you're a barber standing on your feet all day. You're trained to stand in one or two positions all day. So you're not getting the, yeah, you're like doing this with clippers, but it's different than, you know, you picking up a 30, 50 pound dumbbell and doing some curls or doing some squats or doing push-ups. This is a lot different. Uh, yoga. Oh my gosh. Yoga is one thing that is really good. I, I've done yoga once and I actually really liked it. But of course, a lot of guys don't think it's a manly thing to do. Like, oh, I don't want to do that yoga, but yoga is, is very good for your flexibility because it'll keep your, your muscle or your muscles nice and long and stretched out. And, you know, you'll remain flexible, which when your muscles are loose and long like that, they feel so much better. Like when your muscles are just tight and you're walking around with tight muscles that, you know, don't have good blood, blood flow, it's not really good, you know, because who wants to walk around like that? You can barely lift up your arm. Like, you know, you, you can barely turn around. Like it hurts getting out of bed. Like your quads are just sore and stiff. Like, no, this is not fun. So these are the things that I'm trying to tell you that's going to help you as a barber. Longevity is the name of the game because I don't know how old you are, but if you live long enough, you're going to get old. And these are one of those things that people don't think of, especially when you're younger. You don't really think of it. You're just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to last forever. Like, oh, people think when they're young and healthy and vibrant, they think that that's going to last forever. The older you are, the harder it becomes to get in shape. And, this, and I, haven't, I haven't felt that yet because I've heard people say this, and I'm taking heed to it because from this point and beyond, I mean in 2022 and beyond, I've made a vow to myself to always do something. Always do something. And here's a piece of advice. Even if you can't do the workouts, like a lot of people like to say, like, oh, I don't have time to work out. Like, oh, I'm just so busy. Da, da, da. Bullshit. There's always time to work out. You have to get creative. And this is what I mean by always do something. Because, again, people want to do what they like, right? Whether it's running or basketball or baseball. You want to play football. You want to go swim. If you can't do that, oh, I ain't working out. That's stupid. Don't do that. Because... It goes back to the water, the mass of water analogy. It has to stay in motion somehow. If not, it becomes stagnant, stale, bacteria grows. Same thing with you. Just like if you don't use your muscles for a certain amount of time, let's say I put you your right arm in a cast for six months, your muscles are going to atrophy. And then once that calf comes off or the cast comes off, you'll see your muscles have atrophied. You got one arm, one regular size arm and one little arm. And you're just, your arm's not functioning like it used to. Your muscles aren't functioning like they used to. That's not cool. Who the hell wants to walk around looking like that and then people looking at you funny and then you got to, like, uh, especially if people don't know what an atrophied muscle looks like. I'm not sure if you guys have seen what an atrophied uh, muscle looks like, but it's very abnormal. It's noticeable, quite noticeable um, because you'll see someone with a small arm and then one arm's big. You'll think, they have some deformity, but no, they're muscle atrophy. So this is what happens when you're inactive. You don't want this to happen because, again, like I say, the older you get, as from what people have told me, the harder it is to get back in shape. And again, I'm 41. I have not experienced this yet, and I don't plan to experience it because I've made a commitment to myself from this year and beyond 
to always be doing something. Again, you don't have time. Like I say, that's bullshit because whether you do a five-minute workout, 10, 15, 20-minute workout, which you have time for that. Everyone has time for that. It's better than nothing. If Let's say you like to go run. You can't run, but you can go for a walk. Again, guys, that's better than nothing because what happens when you sit there and do nothing, and I've experienced this, you tend to veer off the path. You're like, oh, since I'm not doing anything, oh, let me go eat a donut. Let me get this candy bar. Let me drink some sodas. And then if you can't just kick it right away and get back in gear, there's that compounding effect. You're doing it day after day, day after day. And then the workout starting to taper off that much more. It's like, oh, less, less workouts. All right, more and more eating bad foods and doing bad things. And then it becomes a lifestyle. And then you finally wake up 30, 50 pounds later. You're like, oh, shit, I got to get back in shape. Don't do this because I found with myself that it's pretty easy for me to get back in shape or lose weight because I've heard people say, like, oh, when when you get older, it's hard to get the weight off and blah, blah, blah. I have not experienced this. Now, I will tell you this about myself. I'm a different breed of cat because it's funny. Uh, many people that know me here in Texas don't know the real the, the Florida me, the older me. Oh, like people that saw, see me now, typically in Texas, I try to tell people like, dude, I'm like 30 pounds overweight. This, what you see of me now is not the normal me. This is not normal. Trust me. What's funny is people who knew me like in Florida and beyond, they would always say when I would tell them, oh man, I'm out of shape. Then they would say, wait, wait a second. Are you your version of out of shape or are you a normal person's out of shape? Because a lot of people, again, like I told you guys, I was in elite physical condition back in the day uh, during the MMA fighting days and doing triathlon days. Like I was in elite shape. So people would say like, oh, are you your version of out of shape or are you like a normal person's out of shape? Because my version of out of shape would be the vast majority of people's in shape. So this version of me, I am like a regular civilian type out of shape. I'm not my version of out of shape. I am really out of shape. If I could, if you were like, hey, go run three miles, I couldn't do it. If you're like, oh, I do 50 push-ups in a row, I couldn't do it. Whereas before, I could do these things. It was easy. It was normal. And this is what I don't want for you guys. Of course, I don't want it for myself either. It's not cool. But it just shows how weak I've become, how stagnant that I've been over the years. It's starting to show. And I'm literally having to start from square one again to getting back in shape. And frankly enough, it's actually embarrassing, Like for, at least for me. For me, it's embarrassing. I'm getting in shape. I, I can tell. I can feel the gains, especially, you know, uh, yesterday when I re went running. Actually, I worked out this morning, actually. Of course, if you guys don't know, uh, Tuesdays is my day off. And, of course, this is the day that I do the podcast. So I... This is one of those days that I dedicate to working out, whether it's, you know, doing calisthenics or going. typically before I was going to go play basketball until I had the issue with the calf. And then also had a knee issue from playing basketball at the other park that I play at here uh, near my house. So I'm having to recover from these injuries. But I dedicate this day to working out because, of course, it's my day off. I have, have the time for it. And I encourage you guys, like, pick something. Whether it's three days a week, four days a week, if you can get good workouts four days a week, that's great. 
Also, clean up your diet. You have to eat well as a barber. It is so easy to just go out there and just eat at the nearest fast food establishment because, hey, most barber shops are near them. If you're busy, maybe you didn't pack a lunch. It's so easy because like, oof, why worry about eating healthy when I got Popeyes right here? You know, why go when I have Chick-fil-A over here? McDonald's right here. Do you see what I'm saying? Wingstop. Ooh, you know, they're everywhere. Just where I work. Here, here's some of the uh, fast food places where I work. And I'm what, what I mean by where I work, I mean close proximity, walking distance, right? There's a Wingstop. There's a Subway. There's a CC's Pizza. There's a Little Caesars Pizza. There's a Philly cheesesteak place. There's a Burger Island. Ooh. There is Raisin Cane's, Taco Bell, on the border, and I kid you not, I know I'm missing two other restaurants. I just don't remember their names. And these are within walking distance of my barbershop. So if I wanted, I have a smorgasbord of options. And this is bad because all of those establishments that I just mentioned, they're not healthy places. No, they're really not. And some of you might push back and say, no, Subway's good. No, not everything. Because most people at Subway, they go get a soda, they get a cookie, and they're eating a bag of chips, and the probably the type of sub they get, they put bullshit on it. So I'm telling you, it's so easy. And I remember there's a barber uh, that I went to, in, that I was in barber college with. His name was Raul. And he was like, oh, I'm so busy, you know, da-da-da. I'm just cutting. And he would eat out all the time. And I would tell him, I'm like, hey, if you're that busy and you're, making that much money because his wife at the time wasn't like cooking meals or whatever. So he would always go out and eat. So I told him, I was like, Hey, if you're making that much money, Raul, you should meal prep and you'll be surprised. Meal prepping could actually be cheaper than what you're paying for this fast food. And you're going to get healthier options. And he was like, Oh really? I don't know if he ever did it. I, I don't know, but that is an option for any barber. Now, some of, again, some of you might, guys might think, oh, man, meal prep, that's, so, that's going to be expensive. No, not as much as you think, especially if you eat out all the time. I don't know what your area is like. I know here in Dallas there are a lot of uh, meal prep companies where they actually have a brick-and-mortar location where you can go there and just sort of like cafeteria style, just grab your joint and go. You have your picks of whatever. Uh, there's those. Um, another option is, Finding a local chef, a local unbecoming chef that's willing to do meal prep for you. And a lot of them are willing to do it. Like they'll even deliver. Wow. But there are other services where they'll mail the meals to you. There are plenty of them out there. I, I don't know the names off the top of my head. Uh, you guys can do your own research when it comes to that. But very, very good options. Healthy stuff. And a lot of times, People don't realize when it comes to losing weight, like you don't have to go straight to the salads and, oh, I'm only doing this and that. A lot of it, honestly, guys, is just portion control. That's the biggest thing. You know, sticking to serving sizes, which a lot of people don't stick to serving sizes. And a lot of people overeat. And from my own experience, I've realized uh, throughout my life that the better I get in shape, the less I have to eat, the less that I, I need to eat. When I start getting more out of shape is when I start to eat more. My appetite just grows, which shows you there's something in the food. 
when you're eating those bad sugary foods, high in cholesterol, high in salt and all the fats and stuff, you tend to eat these things a lot more. But when the stuff is healthy, you eat it, well, man, I'm full. You see where I'm going, guys? And the stuff becomes addictive. And I remember this was when I was at Florida. I remember I ballooned up to 250. I was so embarrassed for myself. I was like, wow, I'm really out of shape. And it was difficult for me to get off of bad food. I was eating Whataburger. I was eating apple fritters and donuts. And I was uh, eating other bad stuff. And I was just like, wow, man, I've done. I was like, man, this is hard to get out of because I'm a cold turkey, turkey kind of guy. I could quit any just about anything cold turkey and don't have any qualms about it. But when I was trying to do this, it was difficult. I actually had to wean myself off of it. I was like, okay, instead of me just going cold turkey, I'll just twice a week or three times a week. And I had to wean myself off of sugar and junk food because that sugar and all that crap, it's really addictive, guys. And I'm warning you guys, don't get caught up in that because a lot of you are doing it and you don't realize that you are. And you can't get off of it if you could. And it's not good. So your diet is very important. And especially depends on how fat you are. You could easily lose 20 pounds in a month if you just clean up your diet alone. Especially if you're really fat. You can clean, you could lose 20 pounds just from diet alone. Add in a little, just a little bit of walking here and there. You might 20, 30. So I want you guys to be around for the long run because, hey, guys, it goes back to the money. You can't enjoy the money if you ain't going to have the health. Where's the fun in that? It's not fun at all. So, again, guys, always do something. It doesn't matter. If it's a departure from what you're normally used to doing, your normal routine, it's okay. You're doing something. You're moving the needle forward. If you're moving the needle forward, you're doing a good thing. Because... You don't want to fall off because I'm going to be real with you, you know, from being in elite shape, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough getting in elite shape. That was years of compounding with working out for me to get to elite shape. It took years to build my body, to get my body in that type of condition. Talk about being forged through the fire. The, it took years. Now, over the years, I was like, man, I'm in, I'm in shape, but I'm not in really good shape. I could still be in better shape. And I noticed once I started getting in elite shape, the things that would get me tired before was a complete afterthought. Complete afterthought. And you'll be surprised, uh, fellas. Start working out, especially if you're fat. Start working out. Give it about a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah, you'll start getting morning wood again. Yeah, I know a lot of you probably don't even get morning wood. Yeah, you don't wake up with your penis on swole. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong with your testosterone. Yeah, you'll notice. Start working out. Give it a week or two. Do some push-ups, like, you know, doing some strength training. Yeah, you'll start waking up with a heart on. Yeah, you probably haven't done that in years. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of you. So, the stuff is very important. I don't want you to be that statistical barber that stereotypical barber and smash the like button. If you're feeling the content, I don't want you to be that barber where, you know, you're the typical fat, lazy, slovenly barber who is just like, Ugh, that's not cool because if you're the grinding barber, you know, people like I'm grinding. That means you're spending the majority of your time in the barbershop. And I tell you what, and I'm going to open the floor up for questions. So drop your questions in the comments below. If you guys have questions, 
comments. I'm going to read your stuff here in the next few minutes. Now, I'll tell you this. It's interesting um, uh, being a barber because, again, like I say, it's tough. You're in the barbershop a lot, especially in those earlier years. Or if you just like money that much, you're in, in the barbershop a lot. I had plans to open up a barbershop uh, at one point, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Now, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag on the barbershop, which I have before, so it's no secret for the viewer that knows. I wanted to open up the world's largest barbershop, and this thing was going to be like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but a barbershop, it, but minus the, the freaky deaky stuff, right? <laughs> we all know what happened with Pee Wee. Now... This barbershop was going to be crazy. It was going to be over 10,000 square feet. Just pure craziness. I was going to have a basketball court in there, gym in there, you know, a bunch of, bunch of crazy, crazy. And it's a barbershop. Um, but I'm not going to do this now because what I decided to do now is instead of having that stuff in the barbershop, I'm just going to build that stuff in my house. So I said in the next, the dream house that we have built, I'm going to have a workout room. About 600 square feet. I'm going to have a workout room and I'm going to have a bowl. I'm going to have uh, two bowling lanes. I'm going to have a half court basketball court and a big, pretty big lounge area with, you know, other stuff. Because I said to myself, I don't really care for opening a barbershop, but hey, I'll just do this stuff in my house. I'll have a barber chair set up there. And who knows? Maybe when that day actually happens, I'll just stop cutting hair at the barbershop and just cut hair at my house. That actually might happen. So, or maybe this would just be some something that I enjoy in my personal life and, you know, it'll just be totally separate from barbering. But I'm not one to go to the gym a lot. Like a, a physical location, like an LA Fitness or a Gold's Gym or whatever gym is in your local area, right? I'm not the type that fancies going to those types of places because here's the thing with those types of places they have a lot of equipment, yes, but a lot of stuff I could care less for. So here's what I need in my gym I need an elliptical, treadmill, rower, airdyne bike. Yeah, right. Elliptical, rower. Treadmill, Airdon bike. Yep. A uh, few kettlebells. Currently, I work out with bands. I love working out with bands. I highly encourage you guys to do so if you don't have a gym or if you don't have the money to spend out on a bunch of dumbbells and all this other stuff, you can get very good workouts with bands. And um, for talk about a fraction of the cost. And I also need a cage, one of those, what, like uh, eight, nine foot cages where you do squats in, I could do a bench press in, I can do deadlifts, dips, pull-ups, I could do all that stuff in, uh, and a few other little small pieces, like box jumps and stuff like that. Um, and that's all I need. And if I have these, I could work out regardless of the circumstances, because there have been plenty of circumstances where I was injured, and by being injured, and I've noticed this throughout my life, anytime I would get injured from my fighting days, I would go into like a little mild depression where I'd be like, Oh, feeling down. And then I'd fall, you know, resort to eating foods and stuff like that, which is never good. And then when you injure one body part, it's like, yeah, you can still do other types of workouts, but it's like, yeah, I don't do it because I don't have a gym. In this scenario, if I have this gym in my house, there's no excuses. There's no reason for me to not do something because I have 
just about everything for me to do something regardless of how injured I am. Barring, you know, me being in a body cast or, you know, even if I broke my leg, I could still do a workout. Or if I broke my arm, I could still do workouts. So shout out. What's up, JB to Waves, Devin Mitchell. I see you guys out there. And if you guys have comments, drop them in the comments below. Also, uh, smash the like button. So I'm going to get you guys questions before I get out of here or comments. So uh, my man, um, oh, Roman's asking Usman Covington three. I, I got Usman again. I don't think uh, Covington's that good to beat Usman. Okay. Adrian Mercado says, I started working out two weeks ago. I feel amazing and angry at myself for not starting sooner. Yeah, that happens a lot uh, because you get comfortable in your life and you, you really think that, oh man, this is great what I'm doing now. But the other side is much better than what you've been doing because you'll you'll find out when you start working out, you have more energy. You feel more vibrant. You just feel better. You know, no one feels great being fat. You know, the, look, you can sit here and lie to yourself all you want. Like, oh, and, it, don't, and don't listen to these people who have been fat their whole life. And they're like, oh, I love being fat. And oh, I'm, you know, all this like, oh, bozzy positivity, nonsense, bullshit. Don't listen to them dumbasses. Ask them if they've been in good shape or elite shape before and tell them what would they choose, being fat or being in good shape. Yeah. Okay. So my man Roman, he says, Rogan said it best. When COVID hit, that should have been the best opportunity to promote health and getting in shape. Good health or wait, good health, good weight is too important. Oh, yeah. So important, guys. I'm, I'm just telling you. Every time that I've been in shape, it just you just feel better, guys. It, there, there's no other way to explain it. It just feels better being in, in shape. You know, who wants to be out of shape? It's just not a good feeling, guys. I, I don't know how, how to really uh, impress that on you guys. It, it just, being in shape, it just, your body feels good. You have more energy. A lot of times you'll sleep better. Your clothes are fitting better. And that's another thing, too. Uh, with me, when I gain weight, um, one way I know that I'm out of shape or I need to get back in shape is when my clothes start getting tight. Because what I do is I don't go out and buy new clothes just because I put on some weight. I look at that as you waving the white flag and you succumbing to the weight gain by going out and buying new clothes. I refuse to buy new clothes if I put on weight. I'm like, nope, I'll lose the weight. Nope, because I know how expensive it is to buy new clothes, buy a whole new wardrobe. Hell no. And recently, I've been buying some new stuff uh, here from Nike recently because, of course, I got to get some stuff at the shop. Stuff to wear. Um, I need to get some new barber smocks as well. Um, so Adrian McCarthy says, what type of workout would you recommend for a beginner? Uh, I do a six-day split Monday, Saturday. Oh, wait. Monday through Saturday, push, pull, leg, push, pull, leg. Saturday rest day, is that too much? I feel like. Uh, I'm going to be real with you, man. It, that doesn't sound like too much, man. Look, when I was in elite shape, I was training six days a week, two to three times a day. So, I mean, but here's the thing, too, to go with that. What are you working out for? And people, this is ultimately what you have to realize. Like, what are you working out for? Are you working out for a sport purpose? Are you working out to compete in something? In those cases, yes, you're going to have to work out a lot more. Um, is it bad to work out that many days a week? No, it's not. No, 
you're gonna, you're getting in shape. It's it's fun, especially if you like it. But if you if you don't like it and you're like forcing yourself to do it that many days a week, I don't recommend it. But if you like doing it, yeah, go ahead by all means. And especially if it's not cutting into your work life, your family life, yeah, do it. Because I, I mean. Again, I don't know exactly what you're doing, right? I don't know if you're just like lifting balls to the wall, like, oh, like, you know, trying to lift a gym or maybe you're out there running 20 miles or whatever. Like, obviously you're not because it looks like you're doing like strength training. But no. Oh, here's another thing. Uh, when you do a lot of strength training for you guys that lift weights a lot, your diet is very important, guys. I mean, I'm going to, I can't stress that enough, how important your diet is when you do a lot of strength training because what you guys think by being in the gym so much lifting weights, you actually think that you're in shape. Yes, you are like physically muscularly in shape, but how is your heart? How are your lungs? Because a lot of times when guys do a lot of those exercises or those types of workouts, their heart and their lungs aren't getting the proper flow. And this is why it's good to do cardio. And I'm don't mistake what I'm saying. Uh, musculature is very important, especially the older you get. You, how many times you see those 50, 60, 70-year-old brittle old people, you know, falling and breaking a wrist or, oh, grandpa broke his leg. Yeah, because they're very frail. And the more muscle you have, the better it is when you get older, guys. So strength training is important, but don't forget that, uh, that geez, I can't even think of the word that I was just trying to say. Don't forget the little key component of Cardio, okay? Adrian says, he also says, going to the gym every day keeps me accountable and consistent. Yeah, and some people are like that where if they don't go every day or if they don't hit this, they feel unaccomplished or they feel like, oh, I'm just going to fall off and, you know, go back to whatever I was doing or whatever. You got to get past that because that's a slippery slope. Because if you feel like, oh, I didn't go my six days, like, oh, no, there are going to be days where you miss, these things do happen, and you don't want to fall off as a result of it because you're like, oh, if I'm not going six days or if I'm not doing this, I'm not going to do it. Like, no, 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 just do it. And the more important thing with working out and all this stuff and getting in shape, you got to make it a lifestyle. It has to be a part of your lifestyle. Again, it goes back to what I said, always be doing something. Like me, I went out walking the other day. Yesterday, I had the opportunity after I picked my kids up, I was like, oh man, let me go running. I went for a run uh, this uh, morning. I did some strength training and I did some, a little bit of core work. I was like, man, let me just do something. Sunday, I went out and, and shot and then played some basketball. I'm doing something. I'm, I, I can do just about anything. I go swimming. I can go biking. I can do some spar boxing sparring, boxing workouts. I can do MMA uh, training. I can do grappling training. I can, uh, did I mention swimming? I can do so much stuff. So for me to be out of shape, it really just doesn't make sense because I have the opportunity to do just about anything to get in shape or, you know, common things that people do to get in shape. I can do all of it because a lot of people only stick to their lane. They're like, oh, I'm only doing this and that's it. Like, no, I can do just about any damn thing. So there's really no excuse, which is why in my gym, my home gym that I plan to have in the dream house, I'm going to have all of these machines because there's no excuse. And I know I've never seen a gym that have all of these pieces of equipment that I need. I had one, they had bikes elliptical treadmills and a rower they didn't have the airdyne bike that was the one thing they didn't have oh yeah i want to have some battling ropes and there's this other thing that i want 
but it's kind of hard to describe. Um, Louis Medina says, I feel horrible. My clothes don't fit me. I feel tired all the time. You better get your ass in gear. Louis, get your ass in gear. Stop playing, dude, especially if you're a barber. Your clothes don't fit. Don't succumb to the pressure of buying new clothes because you're fat and out of shape. Get your punk ass up and in the gym. Go out, go walking, go running. Whether and Look, if you're an avid runner and you can't run the traditional whatever amount of time that you usually do, do a walk run. Baby steps. Walk your way back into this. It's just like the physiologist told me uh, when I was listening. It's like, hey, it's just weak. You can't go back and do what you normally do. You're going to end back at square one. So start walking, running. And I was doing it. I was walk, run, and then, you know, as I feel more comfortable, run a little bit longer. And uh, just like yesterday, I ran. And I was like, wow, I actually felt good. I didn't feel tired at all um, and feel great. He says, I do it to get in shape and stay healthy for my children. Good. By the way, love your channel. Uh, thank you for all your guidance over the years. Can you please save this live? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be on audio platforms and all that good stuff. So for you guys, you know, this podcast, if you are not paying attention right here, it's Spotify, Google, Apple. It's on all of the, you know, platforms, Stitcher, Anchor. You can find this podcast in the audio format. So if you want to listen to it while you're cutting hair, working out, whatever, pick a subject. There's plenty of subjects that I've talked about. But we're going to continue this conversation next week because I'm going to talk about more stuff. Last week we talked about, you know, barbers about to lose out big time because you aren't making enough money to afford housing. Yeah, we're going to continue this conversation of money and stuff about life. And if you guys need coaching, it's I do a barber on Instagram, um, financing personal responsibility, getting the plan together. I'll, I could help you with stuff like that, but I'm going to get the hell up out of here. It's been your man. I do it signing out. Whoa, that's interesting. I'll holla.